And welcome. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast brought to you by Fansided.com. I'm your host, Josh Miller. We are going to be following the 5-2 and two Bengals all throughout the season. We just got on our brand new YouTube page. Go follow it. Just the Back Row Bengals show, just as always. And one of the most anticipated guests, someone that I've always wanted to have on my entire time doing this, the man who introduced not only football to me, but Bengals football to me, my father, Tracy Miller. Dad, thank you so much for coming on the Thanks, show. Thanks for having me on. So, obviously, you're not as much on Bengals Twitter that much. You're not exactly the most, you know, active person in social media, but Bengals football's been in your blood for your entire life, has it? Just tell tell everybody, what does Bengals football meant to you? How long has Bengals football been a part? So, I was, I was born in 1963, but I remember becoming a Bengals fan in 1970. So, I was seven years old, and I'm a little bit older than seven <laughs> years old right now, so been doing this for a long, 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 long time. And just ever since I've been born, Sunday, I mean, what do we do? we do? What do we do? We just sit down in the basement, and all we do is watch football. And we, I've been, I was playing football basically my whole life, and who was my coach, obviously, it was you. And uh, being, what would we do every Sunday? We'd sit downstairs. You would take your laser pointer out. <laughs> uh, we used to have a big, giant projection screen, and we would just look at each NFL play. It's like, okay, what did they do wrong? What did they do? Yeah, break it down. And thank you for thank you for coming on because I want to yeah. break down this brand new Bengals team, five and two. Yeah, looking the best I've seen in a yeah. very long time. What do you think of this Bengals team? This, this, Kirk, this Kirk. Well, Kirk, Kirk, well, thanks for that great introduction. Of course, you said just like I wrote it. <laughs> thanks a lot. Um, and and football has been an important part of my life and uh, family's life for a long time. And I think it's it's important. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. I know soccer is called the beautiful game. I think football is a beautiful game. It's truly the, the ultimate team sport. All 11 have to be doing their job. If somebody doesn't do their job, the play blows up, whether it be offense, defense, special teams. And it's important to understand the intricacies of football yeah. and why it's so important for everyone to do their job. And a lot of lessons, life lessons I learned in football, playing and coaching. Uh, are applicable to to everyday life. Right, it's just it's 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 a it's a wonderful sport, and um, I'm always sad when February rolls around. The worst month ever. <laughs> the it's worst, the worst right. month ever, except for President's Day, we get off. Yeah. Uh, it's February is a slow month, so and then we the grieving process. Over, <laughs> and we get ready for the draft. Again, <laughs> it's, back to camp. Back we're good to, to go. And then, right, rookie training camp. Yeah. Off, you know, so, but anyway, I'm sorry. Back to your question. This this Bengals team. Is and I said this last week after the Baltimore game is they are a they're a fun team. They're, yeah, they're likable. It's easy to like this team. There are some teams, um, and not just football, any sport, any city that they're good, but they're they have abrasive personalities mm. or uh, it just it's it's it feels like a a bunch of hired guns that have come together to create a, a great team. Mm. I, you don't get the, that feel with this team. They're a bunch of, appear to be really good guys. They enjoy each other. They enjoy playing for each other, with each other. Um, and I think that carries over in the football field. Football's too hard. It's, hard. it's, it's, it's a hard sport. It's a grind. But those kinds of relationships can pull you through some difficult times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously, we have the stars of this team here that have carried that. You got Joe Burrow. You got Jamar Chase. One of the guys that we have been watching for a long time, ever since 2015, probably one of the worst drafts in Bengals history. But, but, well, 
They've had worse. They've, <laughs> they've had worse. They've had worse. Hashtag Achilles. <laughs> Hashtag Achilles. Uh, worst. Dad, I, I can, I can, I know that's probably a segment for another time. <laughs> we probably should have a psychologist here. Yeah. The pain and the post-traumatic stress of the Sean Brewer draft. Oh God. The Dan Wilkinson draft. That Freddie Childers draft. I. I can go on and on, oh, but, no. but we're going to keep it positive. Keep positive. We're keep it keep positive. positive. We're enjoying it. We're yeah, enjoying so, it. I'm sorry. So one of the players you said since 2015. I think you already know who I'm going to say. CJ, it's Uzama, by the way, for everybody. That's now talking about him on all and every single sports show that I can find. Talk about CJ Uzama. He's one of these guys that's been around for a long time. He's seen a lot of losing, and he's finally getting this team. Like, now he's winning, and now you can see how talented he really is out on the field with Quarterback by Joe Burrow. What do you think CJ Uzama means to this Bengals? Uh, I, I, I think he typifies, he exemplifies what Zach Taylor wants out of the locker room and the guys that he's bringing in. I've been a, I've been a fan of CJ Uzama since they drafted him. When you listen to him speak in the years, again, 2015 was a good year, but it ended horribly. Uh, 16, 17, 18, 19. He was always, he was never one to shy away from the microphone. So when the losing start, lose it, losses started piling up. And, and Dave Lapham was trying to look for somebody to interview. C.J. Uzama was always somebody who could go to the mic and he would speak. And just the eloquence with which he speaks and uh, he speaks of his family. He speaks of his background. You know, his water runs really, really deep. And I knew I, he's talented. And I think coming as quickly back as he did from his Achilles tear from last year. It's incredible. It says, and first of all, it says so much about him. Trey Hopkins, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, and I'm gonna say, and again, you you've been with this for 20 years, plenty of times, plenty of times. Their training staff, and I know we're going off topic. Uh, their training staff, what we do on this show, has justifiably been ripped from some really bad um, treatment of players. Mm-hmm. I and again, I could go through that list. But in the same hand, when somebody does well, they need to be given credit, and I think there, whatever changes they've made. Their training staff has it going on yeah. to bring those three players back to play at such a high, highest level in the world. Yeah, uh, this says so much. It says about those players, C.J. Uzama, to get in the training room and the rehabilitation when nobody's looking, the cameras on and on, the TVs on and on, and it is hard, hard work. It's painful to get that, knowing the end result is this year I'm going to come back and play. It says a lot about C.J. Trey Joe for coming back. Absolutely, I, I think I think you're absolutely right, and you you and I have gone back and forth about the training and the in the conditioning yeah. staff because we've always talked about how much how not they're not as strong as everybody else that they play, and yeah. like that was a big gripe between yeah. you and I about the training staff. I 100 agree to get these players together yeah. and, and to come back from you know ACL Achilles and another ACL on Trey Hopkins. Right. I mean, absolutely, absolutely incredible to bring together to have this type of start to the team high to level. the season. High level. So let's go to this season. AFC North, our first two games, two wins at Pittsburgh, at Baltimore. Not only did we beat them, we take them to the woodshed and absolutely whoop them. What did those two games mean to you? Yeah, it's good. It was a statement game. I think it was in 15. I think we swept the division. And um, that's important. I mean, the talk was always, hey, let's just go 500 in the division. And I didn't understand that talk. No, we, yeah. we need to aspire for better than that. And now we're kind of in the catbird seat for that because now 
Philadelphia's got to come to our place. Baltimore's got to come to our place. We still got two with Cleveland, and they're a little bit banged up. So I kind of like our chances. Yeah, I, I think it's really important because you just alluded to it. For so many years, we would go to Pittsburgh, you go to Baltimore, and you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. It's frustrating because they out toughed us, and it shouldn't be that way. So I think we out tough them. The fact that they're pulling pulling starters in the fourth quarter. They're kind of waving the white flag, like, okay, you got us. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we'll see you next time around. So I think not only does it make a statement for the AFC North, but also because the AFC North is is a, a everybody knows it's a good division for us. Oh, tough, yeah. It's tough football. I mean, that kind of reverberates around the league as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, the uh, the records just came out of each league. Uh, the AFC North is 17 and 10. That's the mm. best record among any any yeah. division right now. Yeah. And, and you brought it up as we would just go and just go get punched in the yeah. mouth. Last Sunday, the almost, Bengals. Almost like we were intimidated. Yeah. You know, yeah. And your punter's getting his jaw broke and there's cheap shots happening at, at Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, but we, we don't respond. We just kind of curl up into the fetal position. And I know it's, it's easy to say that because I'm not up there on the field playing. Boy, year after year after year, when you're just getting beat and beat and beat, I mean, there's there's something to that. It, at some point, you have to you have to knuckle up and say that's not going to happen. Anymore. That's not going to happen anymore. And I think that's what this team is. It's not going to happen anymore. You're right. You're at 100. You saw it on the last Samaj P. Ryan touchdown when when I mean, it, Baltimore gave up. They we bullied him into the point of submission, and that was it. And you know, Tyler Boyd said it about Pittsburgh. He said they they quit and. You know what? He probably thought the same exact thing about Baltimore because they quit. They quit. And I think a lot of that, I mean, you go to the, the getting punched in the mouth, starts on defense. Yeah. And you're a defensive guy, defensive coach for, I mean, how, how many years do you think you, you've coached? Uh, I've, I've been involved in football in some form or another probably for 30 years. 30 years, yeah. 30 years. What's your specialty, offense or defense? Um, I could go I could go both sides, but I do like coaching defense. Coaching defense. <laughs> How good is this defense that you've seen? They're fun to watch. And, you know, we watch games together, and I, I, I look at two things quickly because that tells me what the offense is going to do. Always try to look how many how many is on the line, how many they rush, how many bring in. Is it there four? Is it four defense against five? Or are they like one three? And then I go right away to their safeties. Because mm. especially now with our receivers, um, that's pretty important. Yeah. If they're running, you know, single high safety, two high safety, that tells us a lot about what we're going to be able to do underneath. Or if they got 10 in the box, they're running a heavy box. And that, that you know, shares, it kind of demonstrates what we're going to be able to run as well. Yeah. So, and I'm sorry, yes, but I, I, I love talking about football. No worries. Uh, hey, rambling love, is what we do I, on this I show. Love we love football, it. We love it. So their defense is, is really, really good. I look to see how we're rushing. How many rushing is four? Three, how we bring in, who drops off, and what we do with our safeties. Um, I like our defensive line depth. Yeah, uh, it hasn't been tested too much so far. I mean, Joseph Osai was was an early loss, and we're really looking forward to seeing him get back. Linebacker depth. I mean, just our injuries have been minimal so far. It's it's really been Trey Waynes, Joseph Osai. Um, it, it, Again, Trey Wayne's that's yeah. really unfortunate. We've got almost nothing out of him and, and going on two years now. So and injuries will come. It's football's a violent, yeah. violent, hard sport. They'll come. It'll be interesting to see how if that depth is there. Yeah. Um, we have right. I mean, just our our starting eleven, I mean, there's right now as good as anybody. 
maybe one corner is a little bit weak, but um, I certainly like the free agents we picked up. Yeah. And, and Cheeto and Hilton, I mean, they're, they're balling. Oh. They, are, they are they are balling, oh. and they're giving our front four time to get to lay to the quarterback because the receivers are covered. Yeah, so that's that's something we haven't had before. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as somebody that personally, Lou Anarumo hater, I'll put my hand up right here. I wanted him fired. I didn't even like him at UC. He's put together quite the defense. Not only are they talented, the discipline is there, and that's one of we're seeing the fruits of our labor when we went to go draft and Duke Tobin went to go pick up free agents. Yeah. Our number one priority was how are we going to stop Lamar? Well, they stopped Lamar with five sacks. How do you, what do you think of Lou Anna Rumo's uh, yeah. performance? And, and, and I think you're thinking you're not alone in that because when you give up 400 plus yards rushing to Baltimore a year ago, yeah. there's something is not right. It's not clicking. It's more than just somebody's in the wrong gap. And that can be some of it. But to have give up 400 yards, and we were probably, I think, the worst overall defense last year, it's more than just somebody's in the wrong fit. Yeah. Somebody's always in the wrong <laughs> fit. So either guys aren't disciplined, we had the wrong scheme, we don't have the right guys. You know, losing to DJ Reader last year so early hurt because he is a player. Uh, I think Sam Hubbard also missed some time last year. But getting those guys back um, – DJ Reader staying healthy, mm. uh, Ogan Joby certainly having a, a, a banner year for him. Amazing. And I say that all that say, but now Lou Inarumo, he's got some pieces of the puzzle that he can pull together yeah. that can make it work. So that's why you brought up discipline. I think that's important to stop Lamar and any running quarterback. You've got to stay in your lane. Mm. If you start peeking your nose in somebody else's lane, and before you know it, they'll be running out to the other side of you it's 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 that quick yeah. and i understand that so they're staying in their lanes the penalties are minimal i mean the first penalty against baltimore was in the fourth quarter and that was against an offensive lineman yeah uh, the second stringer yeah uh so i mean so they are disciplined mm -hmm. um they, they are staying in their lanes i mean that's important they're, they're falling through through assignments you know, and all of a sudden, coaches look smarter when you got, when you got better players. Coaches, coaches look smart. Coaches look a little smart. Is, is that what we did when uh, you were coaching my DF, my uh, recreational yeah. team? When yeah. we, uh, by the way, won two championships, <laughs> only two losses. Well, we, had, we had good, good players. Yeah, good players, we not had, bad. We had, good, we had good players. You had a really good defensive lineman, I'm just yeah. saying. So let's go back to the AFC North. Let's take a look here. Yeah. Two and oh. Yeah. You gotta, now, now it's not a fever dream anymore. Now it's reality. We we are looking at the Bengals winning the AFC North. You got to go to Cleveland, and you got all three of them coming back to Paul Brown. How do you think the Bengals are going to fare in that run yeah, against I, the AFC I, North? Well, honestly, you know, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. Yeah, I we're going to beat them when they come back to our place. Baltimore's going to get some players back, so we'll see. Uh, we're going to catch Cleveland. They're still a little banged up. We'll see. They got to play the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I, I think we get Cleveland here. We don't play them again until it's the last day of the season. That's right. And by then, hopefully things have been determined, so it won't come down to that game. Mm -hmm. If it has to come down to that game and they're healthy, it could be a dogfight. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully it won't come to that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of – before the season started, the back half of the schedule looked pretty daunting, but yep. now – not so much. It doesn't you, look too bad. You look through there, you see a lot of Ws. Here, there's ten games. What? Yeah, ten games left in the year. Yeah. If they just go five and five, that puts them at ten and seven and in the hunt. And there you go. I think that's a worst case. They go five and five. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you talked about the teams on the back, and again, Pittsburgh doesn't look that good. Uh, we just went to Baltimore and beat them 41 to 17. KC looks like they're in shambles they're, right now. They're, they're, they got problems. Their defense is terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. The golden boy of the league is back in the basement. They're terrible. We play the Chargers. We got yeah, that'll be a good Chiefs. game. Um, we, we go to Denver. We go to Los Angeles. Las Vegas. We go to the Raiders. So th- there are some challenging games there, but the Raiders, I think, in Las Vegas will be challenging. I think getting San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers here helps us. It's in December. You know, you hope to use that weather to your advantage a little bit. And, and Justin Herbert still trying to feeling his way out mm-hmm. in, uh, in this league. So, uh, a- again, I I, lo- I think we're going to finish strong. And, like I said, it's no longer a pipe dream anymore. I think yeah. we can start talking about the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I I think it would be a disappointment for the Bengals not to make it. I think that I'm, I'm at that realm oh, now. Yeah. It'd be a disappointment yeah. for them. So, you watched a lot of Bengals football in your life. This franchise guy from Athens, Ohio. Yeah coming in to play quarterback for us and save our franchise. If you can compare Joe Burrow to even anybody in our franchise, yeah. who would you compare to? Or can you even compare to Yeah, no, he's got the leadership qualities of Will Forsyth. And, and the last time he went to Super Bowl in 1988, uh, he has those kind of leadership uh, uh, qualities. The, the team followed Boomer. Mm-hmm. They really didn't. And there were some good leaders on that squad. It can't be just one guy because, there, you know, there's – you know, 52 active players, and, and there's the defensive groups, the position groups. So you need more than one leader. But Joe Burrow certainly uh, leads the leaders, yeah. so to speak. And they, everybody knows he's the captain. But I think his talent, and it's it's still evolving. Yeah, is he'll be better. He'll he, I think he'll set every passing record that it, that the, the Bengals have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really it's not fair to compare him to Kenny Anderson because. Kenny Anderson is was tremendous. Right. Again, great leader, leader of men. Football was different in the 70s and 80s. It was just not as much throwing, more traditional fullback, running back, run the ball mm-hmm. off. You maybe threw 20, 25 times a game. And, and Kenny Anderson was fantastic, and we've got his signed ball up here. We, we had to make sure to keep it there. Good, there we good go. Fan. He's huge. And Mr. And Kenny, yeah, Ken's a, a good, good fan. So it was a different game. The, the game evolved more. Sam Weish came in then in the 80s, more passing attack, more brought the sugar huddle actually to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and passing really kind of took off. So having said that, it's hard to compare Joe Burrow with what Ken Anderson was because it was different times, different eras. But Joe Burrow, is, he's going to be at the top of the hill when they went all set. If he stays healthy. When all said and done, he's going to be at the top of the hill. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're, I'm really hoping that this happened. And then uh, one more player I just want to ask you about. Yeah. I mean, how, how good is Jamar Chase? Yeah. How, good, how good? And as somebody, as, as for you, I know, I mean, talking football with you for my entire life, yeah. I know you're more of a traditional ground and pound, yeah. grinded out, AFC North type of guy. And it came to the draft, Sewell versus Chase. And you actually jumped over to the Chase side before the draft. Why why did you do that? What does Jamar Chase bring to the Bengals? So there's two different questions. Well, no, yeah. So the first thing, the point is I, I get my offensive philosophy from the great Paul Brown where he said you start from the inside and work your way out. So you start from the center to your guards, your tackles, and that's where the game is lost in the trenches. And even though it's a passing league, it's still one in the trenches. Mm-hmm. 
so that's why it had me on Panay Sewell's camp for a while. What really flipped it for me was to watch tape of him and Joe Burrow when they're at their time together at LSU. Incredible. They just a special connection. They can they can communicate without saying a word. Yeah. It's a nod, it's a wink, it's a look, it's a tilt of the head, and then they know what's happening and you're seeing that come out on the playing field. Mm. It is ridiculous what he is doing, especially before halftime. Mm. It is you're like every week you think they can't do this again, have another <laughs> yeah. or a long pass to set him up for a score. But before, when we would lament under Marvin Lewis, oh, we God. would, the last, <laughs> we knew the other team was going to score, yeah. and we weren't, yeah. and they were getting the ball for a quarter, and it's like, okay, here we go. I mean, yeah. possession is so valuable in football, every possession. But now, we start thinking, okay, we, if first we run, we, we, until this last week, we win the toss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, right, you know, we right. Want, so we want to play that to get the ball at the end of the half mm-hmm. and then get the ball for and get the double possession. Yeah. Um, it, it did, let's just say that never seemed to work with Marvin Lewis. No, and no, it did not. No, it did not. We, <laughs> it did not. Conservative, conservative punt, then the other team yeah. drives down the field. Mm-hmm. But, but now it, we're doing that. We're doing that. We're doing that. We're getting double possession. Yeah. We're scoring and it's a locker room and we're scoring again. So, yeah. But back to Jamar, he is a such a huge part of that. Massive. Huge, huge part of that. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I know other coaches are smart and they think and they're trying to scheme and how we're going to stop this guy. And But they're not. If that play last week against Baltimore, that was a perfect throw. Yeah. And dropped it, Joe Job dropped it right in and off we go. Off we go. Dad, I want to thank you so much for great. coming on. I mean, I obviously, it. we're going to turn the mic off and probably go talk more football at dinner tonight. <laughs> right. And then uh, on Sunday, obviously, where are we going to be Back sitting? Probably down, we're down on the couch down watching down. the Bengals game. So I want to thank okay. you so much for coming Thanks. on. Appreciate this has it. been the Back Row of Bengals Sports Podcast brought to you by Fansided.com. Thank you all so much for watching. You can catch it all on uh, the podcast network if you don't want to just watch us and look at our beautiful faces. If you do want to watch it, it's going to go on over to our YouTube channel. Thank you guys all so much, and I'll catch you uh, next Tuesday. Let's get a W on Sunday. Who day? Who day?